You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. From Mamma Mia, hello and welcome to Lowbrow. It's one story, two generations, and so much. What the. I'm M. Burnham, I'm 25 years old, and I consider myself a bit of a self-appointed pop culture expert. And I'm Holly Wainwright, I am 50 years old, and I'm the head of content here at Mamma Mia, and I've been talking and writing about celebrities since, well, a very long time. Very long time. A very long time, almost your entire life, actually, M. Whoa. Which brings me to what we're doing here on this show. Have you ever sat down with someone younger than you or significantly older than you and you just had no idea what they were talking about? Yes. Like what some common ground was? And you're too embarrassed to be like, I actually have no idea who this person is. I've never heard of that. Well, good, because that's what Lowbrow is here to do. Lowbrow is a show where women of two generations, Gen X, which is me, and Gen Z, which, which is, is me. M, tell each other stories from the pop culture archives that defined a moment in time. Celebrity stories that tell us something about the world we're living in, like these headlines. Tabloid newspapers published pictures today of a topless Fergie sunbathing in Saint-Tropez with her financial advisor. Yes, everyone is still talking about it. The reactions, criticisms, and believe it or not, even some praise for Miley Cyrus's performance at the VMAs. Would you be where you are? had there not been a sex tape. You know, I think that's how I was definitely introduced to the world. One week, Em will tell me a story from her generation, and the next week, I'll tell her a story from my generation. We're talking pop culture moments that we can't stop thinking about, and ones you can probably use the next time you think you might have to smile and nod along to be part (laughs) of a conversation. So, should we get started? Let's go. It's your turn this week, Em, for the first show. It is my turn this week. It's you, and I can't wait. Okay, Hall, I'm taking us back to 2012. 2012. Okay, good. Where were you? That is the year that my son was born. Oh, sweet. So I was working in magazines, and my daughter was a little toddler, and I was pregnant. What was going on? I was 16. Mm-hmm. And I was fearing for my life because you remember that movie came out called 2012 where like the whole world ended? No. This mass suicide appeared to the Mayan calendar, which predicts the end of time to occur on the 21st of December of this year. How did I miss the world ending and a movie being made about the world ending? <laughs> it came out like a few years before and then 2012 we were like, oh my God, this is the year. Oh, this like, is we all going to go horribly wrong. <laughs> Didn't happen. Right. But what did happen was Zac Efron. Your name brings a lot of attention to this role and this movie. Mm. And there's something else that brought a lot of attention to this movie recently, Zach, at the premiere. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you want to take me through what happened? Uh, I don't want to take you through it. <laughs> yeah. but, um, you want to just give me a hint as to what happened? You dropped something on the red carpet. I did. I did. Uh, and I never really had a a pocket checking policy prior to going onto the red carpet before, but now um, now we fully instated one um, prior to going onto the red carpet. You dropped a, a, a condom. 
yeah. on the red carpet, which I think gives you at it was least... Really, it was really hard for you to say. No, it, it wasn't, actually. Yes, it no, was. I think gives you credit. <laughs> I mean, you know, better to be safe than sorry, right? Uh, it's a great message to yeah. add to the many messages in the film. This was peak Zac Efron. So this was post-High School Musical. He's still known as a High School Musical guy. Was High School Musical a big thing for you? Oh Were God. you the right age for that to be your yeah. high school thing? It was my whole life. I think it started around when I was 12, and then the movies ended when I was around 14, oh, 13, perfect. 14. I loved him so much. He was known as a guy who just like sporadically jumped up and sang songs. He was mediocre at basketball. He later went on to do Hairspray, 17 again. That new Stan original film, Gold. Have you seen it? Yeah, no. Oh, so good. <laughs> Love him. What am I obsessed with Zac Efron in? Generally, I appreciate him. You I see like him around the place. Musical? Well, yeah, but I was a bit old for High School Musical, obviously, and my kids are a bit young for it. But, like, I feel like I've seen him in things that I really thought, wow. But I can't think what any of them are. Anyway, maybe He's just like one of those generic guys. And then he moved here during the pandemic and we all became obsessed with him again because anytime anyone comes to Australia and says they love Australia, we all get really excited. We're like, we're going to date you. Every young woman I know wanted to go to Byron Bay and meet him. Yeah, me included. So, Zac Efron. that's, That's Zac. He was my also second true love. Who was yeah. your first? Jesse McCartney. <laughs> Who was your first? I feel like Zac Efron is better than Jesse McCartney. Mm, he is now, maybe. Um, Duran oh Duran. goodness, yeah. Duran Duran. We have discussed this before. <laughs> Super group of the 80s. Simon Le Bon. I was going to marry him. I used to write a lot of fan fiction where I was his wife. <laughs> and I was his model wife. We, we need to dig those up and find them. Like, oh, my God. Okay, so it's 2012. I'm putting you into this narrative because you know I love giving you a character. I love that. You're at a movie premiere. It's for The Lorax, which is based Mm -hmm. off a Dr. Seuss book. And your job is all the celebrities come in, they're on the red carpet, they take their photos in front of The Lorax backdrop, and your job is basically to greet them after they take their photos and, like, guide them along. Because, you know, they're celebrities. They have no proper thoughts so you have to be like this is where you go famous person exactly they have to look pretty and they Mm -hmm. have to be nice to everybody and it's my job to make sure that they can put one foot in front of the other yeah exactly best job ever so it's a huge star-studded film in the Lorax we have Taylor Swift Danny DeVito Ed Helms Betty White this is a very (laughs) strange cast but okay (laughs) and Zac Efron and you personally get to meet them all (gasps) okay so it's your big moment one by one, the stars come out. They take their picks. You guide them along. You're meeting everyone. You're having the best time. It's Zac Efron's turn. So he's starting to pose for his pictures. He's looking super, super hot. This is peak Zac Efron. So he's wearing like super skinny, tight jeans that are probably cutting off his circulation. <laughs> he's got a white shirt, black leather jacket, aviator sunnies, a lot of hair. Like this is when he had a lot of hair and it was just like spiked up really hot. Nice. <laughs> really hot. Spike. It was really hot. Hot spikes. Hot, hot spikes. Hair gel, a bit sticky. Could do your mischief with it. Yeah. Go on. So, because he's a cool guy, it's Zac Efron, he has to do only cool guy poses. And everyone knows the cool guy pose of 2012 were hands in pockets. Oh, hands in pockets? Yeah. Like and, you didn't really care. Yeah, and like, you're doing this lean sort of situation. Yeah. Because his pants are so tight, his car keys are kind of like stabbing him in the thigh. Plus they were like... Oh. Sticking out. It what? didn't look good. He has to carry his own car keys? <laughs> Which oh, is weird. What celebrity he, bullshit is this? <laughs> because he came in a limo, so who knows? But lucky for you, he realises that this probably isn't the look, so he takes out his car keys and he's like, hey, Hull, 
can you please hold oh. my car keys? I get to hold Zac Efron's car keys. It's the coolest thing that's ever happened to you. What kind of car does Zac Efron have? I reckon he'd be really cool. Like he'd probably have like a Toyota. Oh, he'd probably have because 2012 he'd probably have a Prius, you know, like a I care about the environment yeah. car. And then he probably drives a Prius in public but secretly has a Lamborghini that goes really fast and burns a bajillion million. Yeah, or yeah. like a private helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. It's the holy helicopter but keys. in public, Prius all the way. Anyway, he gives me his Prius keys and... So you're like, oh, my God, this is my moment. I'm about to touch Zac Efron's keys. <laughs> so he starts pulling out his keys from his pocket and something else accidentally oh! gets caught up in the keys. <gasps> what is it? And falls out. It's in the trucks. It's better. So something falls out of his pocket. It's on the ground. If Zac Efron drops something in front of you, you're automatically going down to pick, pick it up. picking it up. If you have a broken back, you're still picking it up. <laughs> no way. So, Zac can't pick up his own shit. No. No, I've got to pick that it's up. Your That's role. my job. It's your job. You're halfway down to picking it up oh until God. your brain comprehends what you're looking at. And then straight away you just jerk back up. What am I looking at? Zac Efron dropped a condom on a red carpet of a children's Ooh. movie premiere. I love it. So he swiftly is like, ooh. <laughs> Zac Efron <laughs> is ready to go at all times. Mm-hmm. Even at the Lorax premiere. <laughs> he's like, things might get interesting here. Tonight. You never know. Got to oh. be prepared. At least he's being prepared. Well, I mean, and safe. Yeah, absolutely. What happens? So the cameras catch it. You see a tiny little silver, well, for Zac Efron, it's probably above average silver square. (laughs) That's halfway, like, falling out of his pocket. He quickly grabs it, and then he walks back to the red carpet. He has a little giggle to himself. He turns around to not see the cameras, but everyone's watching him. And then he just pretends it never happens. After this condom incident happened, my life changed forever. Why? Because you were like, were you thinking... That's exciting. Zac Efron has sex. No, the opposite. <laughs> I was oh. 14 years old and in my head I still saw Zac Efron as this teenage, cute, oh. Troy Bolton. He liked to dance. He was okay at basketball. I could teach him some things. So you were upset because you were like, oh, he's having sex. I was like, he can't be having sex because <laughs> I'm not having sex and I'm meant to lose my virginity to this man. So I'm oh, very confused. No. What's going on? And I can't help thinking if he planted the condom to elevate his career. So was Zac Efron one of those purity kids? You know how there was a mo- around then the Jonases and Miley mm-hmm. and those guys. Was Zac ever one of, meant to be one of those people? Definitely, because he was from High School Musical, which was a Disney show. Squeaky clean. And we know like people with Disney, once you're in Disney, you can never escape Disney. Yeah. So you're squeaky clean. He was doing all these roles, like High School Musical, Teenager, 17 again, 17. The Lorax, he was playing a 12-year-old boy. But at the premiere, he was actually 24. And not only did my <laughs> life change. He's allowed to be having sex at 24, Em. But no, uh, <laughs> okay. no, I, I was 14, so it wasn't working out. <laughs> okay. I got it. But then straight after the condom incident happened, his career took a very sexy turn. Ooh. So he started to get a bit more scandalous with his roles. 
He was in Bad Neighbours. Oh, I saw that one. Funny, right? But yeah. like very. But a bit rude. Bit rude. Raunchy, but this was like the first time. Humor. Yeah, the first time Zach got raunchy roles. He was in Dirty Grandpa. Oh my God. He was in Baywatch. And I'm like, did he do this on purpose? Okay, now you've told me that. He definitely did. Because let's face it, Zac Efron doesn't really need to be carrying his own condom (laughs) to a movie premiere. He has someone to do it for him. Like he has an assistant. They could be carrying the condoms. He also probably, well, maybe was not going to have sex in the movie theatre. So there may have been a point. He could have left the condoms in the car and got them when he was in the car before the show. So definitely he was like, I'm going to make sure that that condom drops on the floor. And then my whole career will change for the better because he's a man. So, of course, it does. Exactly. If it was a woman. Mm -mm. We never see her again. That would be the end of her. (laughs) So you just brought out my next point, which is what if it wasn't planted? And I was researching very heavy for this episode because this time where the condom drop has been ingrained in my brain since I was 14. The condom drop. The condom drop. And now I can't stop thinking about who was Zac Efron planning to have sex with at this children's well, movie premiere? Taylor Swift. Do we think so? Well, <laughs> there's I, a lot of actually, competing Actually, I don't characters. know if I should say that because how old was Taylor Swift in 2012? I think they're the same age. Oh, they're similar okay. age. So well, it's most reasonable. Okay. But I've done some investigating. Oh, I like it. I like the detective work. Who was Zac Efron planning on sleeping with in so 2012 who? at the Lorax movie premiere? He had to be so ready that the condom was in his skinny jeans pocket. So an investigation. <laughs> investigation. Okay. So first we have... I think he looks better now. You know what? I'd like a bit more rugged. Okay. My go-to is always using the Wikipedia photos of them. Because okay. Wikipedia, for some reason, have you realised they choose the worst yeah, celebrity really photos? They're really unflattering pictures. <laughs> yeah. Yep. He so looks that's his wiki, wiki like photo. a man who wants to get out of the movie premiere and go and have sex. Yeah, yeah. with one of his co-stars. Okay. We have Danny DeVito. <laughs> Listen, you little wiseacre. I'm smart, you're dumb. I'm big, you're little. I'm right, you're wrong. And there's nothing you can do about it. Family favourite, Danny DeVito. <gasps> so he has a lot of uncle energy. Oh, my God. I feel like... If I were to have sex with Danny DeVito, he would give me some really great advice. No. He wouldn't laugh at my body because he's so nice. No. And he would probably buy me dinner after. No. Not Danny DeVito. Why not? Because he used to be a cute, funny guy, but now he's got a little bit of creepy old man energy. Okay. I seem to remember some story about him and a masseur. That does sound creepy. A masseur. A masseur. <laughs> yeah, although him and Zach are probably about the same height. I don't want to make short guy <laughs> jokes, but like I think. Yeah, Zach Efron, surprisingly. He's Zach just Efron got, like, is a short guy. BDE. Which is fine. Yeah. But yeah, no, so I, don't, I don't want to believe that it was Danny DeVito. Very small, but huge BDE, like big dick energy. <laughs> Someone slightly taller. Swifty. Taylor Swift. I mean, Come on. I would have sex with Taylor Swift because she's hot age appropriate and she would probably sing me to sleep yeah and she'd write a song about you that you'd want to hope was a nice one (laughs) not one (laughs) that might hang around for 20 years and ruin your life but definitely taylor right because taylor as we know i've always admired her for taking advantage of her position to make sure she can date all the hot guys in hollywood Mm -hmm. because that's exactly what i would do if i was taylor swift i think at this moment though taylor swift was still reeling from jake gyllenhaal so oh the scarf yeah she hadn't got her scarf back no (laughs) zach efron was like have a condom instead (laughs) same thing then we have ed helms 
Oh, no. He's the guy from The Hangover. Yeah. The dentist. Hey, Phil, am I missing a tooth? Oh, Oh my God. Yeah, I don't think it would be him because I feel like he would fall off the bed. Um, He also (laughs) seems like the kind of guy that would just leave straight after and and ignore my texts. And when he fell off the bed, he'd like break something on the way down and he'd try and do like a funny gag about it. I'll try to get this into a skit somehow. I love it. Zach Efron was not bringing that condom for Ed. No. Okay. And then we have Betty, of course. Betty White. What was I thinking? I think this is a strong possibility, okay? So she could make you laugh. She'll probably introduce you to her parents if they're still alive. <laughs> then Betty White would have been 100 at this point. <laughs> and you know what they say about older women? She would have been able to teach Zach some stuff. Yeah. And I think she'd also be like, you'd have sex with her and she'd be like, you did a really great job. <laughs> Encouraging. Yeah. Supportive. She'd be she'd be really down for she it. She would have appreciated the condom too. <laughs> so I also think it's Betty White because in an interview with Access Hollywood, which was promoting the show, Betty White was asked if she'd heard about <laughs> Zach's red carpet mishap. Well, Betty was like, I thought I took those away from him. I thought I took those all away from him. <laughs> sneaky, sneaky. She knows what to say. I feel like, I don't want to say he did this to elevate his career because I feel like it's more interesting that he wanted to have sex with Betty White. I want to believe that too, but I think that what we have learned Mm -hmm. over the course of several scandals is that if you start in Disney and you want to escape Disney to go on to do like, you know, exciting roles like in Bad Grandpa, (laughs) Dirty Grandpa, whatever it's called, Then you have to blow shit up. Like that's why Miley was swinging around on a wrecking ball with no clothes on. Mm -hmm. That's You have to blow shit up. And this seems like a very vanilla way to blow things up. But it worked because in your mind you were like, he's a purity guy. (laughs) I'm going to gift him my virginity when I'm of legal age. Just wait for me, Zach. I'm still waiting. (laughs) And he was like, I need to change those girls' opinions of me so they'll go see Bad Grandpa. Do you have any personal learnings from this? <laughs> when you're wearing skinny jeans, <laughs> there is no room for shit in the pockets. Car keys, condoms. Not- Men need to embrace the clutch. If yes. they had the clutch, then they would be able to keep their condoms and their phone and their keys out of the way and they wouldn't have these kind of career-defining moments, but then maybe that's the point. That's the point. I also think if you do want to have a career change, just drop some contraceptives in a public area, <laughs> McDonald's, Woolies. And then you're like, oh, that girl knows what she wants. Did you see, talking of generation defining, I'm sure you have seen the first ever episode of Sex in the City, the oh, pilot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Condoms fall out of her clutch on the street. Mr. Big picks them up, gives them to her. They're Trojans with a sexy reservoir tip. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to think about that. It's the whole point of the thing that he was going for his Carrie Bradshaw moment. That's what he was doing. Now I'm into him even more. Thank you for listening to our very first lowbrow episode. If you're a Gen X, I hope you learned something very important today. Well, I did. Like to be safe. I have have sex. Yep. My Gen X sisters and brothers learned something very important today about how (laughs) to pivot your career. Mm -hmm. And if you're Gen Z, next week it's my turn. I'm going to be taking the mic and explaining a significant pop culture moment from my life 
Here's a little hint of what it is. And while the website TMZ posted the pictures online last night, the palace does confirm to CNN that photos are of the prince. Also, if you have a topic that you want us to cover on Lowbrow or any feedback, you can email us at podcast at mamamia.com.au or call the pod phone on 02-899-9386. And if you love this episode, please rate and review on Apple or Spotify. The executive producer of Lowbrow is Tia Usich, and this episode is produced by Emmeline Peterson. Bye. Bye. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.